0: I think back in 2007, most developers or project marketers didn't really... Th- they thought an email with someone's details was, was rubbish. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't think that was a qualified lead. They wanted someone walking into their display suite uh, with a couple of brochures and having done their research, and that was a qualified lead in their mind, not, not, uh, not an email inquiry that came through. That was, that was worth nothing. <laughs>
1: You are listening to the Property Developer Podcast, your home for tips, ideas, and inspiration to help take your developing to the next level. Now here's your host, Justin Getty. Hello and welcome to episode 51. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Are you making progress with your projects? I'm fine. Just got back from a family holiday to Hamilton Island, which was stunning. Apart from the two shark attacks that happened while we were there... Apart from that, the Sundays is such an amazing part of the world. Turquoise, blue, water, clear skies, just really amazing. Australia really does have some incredibly beautiful spots. And I noted quite a bit of mainly residential development going on across the island. Anyway, if you're looking for a nice relaxing place to get away from it all, then check out Hamilton Island. On the project front, we have just finished the advertising period for one of my projects and have a public consultation meeting next week. We again had a significant number of objections, so we'll see what they are and if we can address them. With my other project, we are still gathering together reports and updating some drawings in response to Council's request for further information. And we have until the end of this month to submit everything which I am confident that we will do. Before we move on to today's guest, don't forget to contact me if you are interested in learning how to develop, and I will send you some information about the mentoring program that can get your development career started. Email me, Justin at com if you are keen. Okay, on with the show today, I am talking marketing off-the-plan properties with Tim Fleming. Tim is currently working on a couple of publishing platforms that help developers market their stock. And Tim was also involved very early on with realestate.com.au. So he's enjoyed a front row seat over the past 10 years as the digital wave crashed over the property market. We talk about what impact digital marketing has had in off-the-plan sales, how you respond to a changing market, and a couple of great ways you can generate and nurture leads. If you want some ideas on how you can generate more leads for your next project, then we share a couple of gems that won't break the bank. As usual, I started off by asking Tim what food he would eat until he was sick.
0: Spaghetti bolognese, I could have that uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 365 days of the week. It wouldn't concern me one bit, but um, but uh, unfortunately I can't. It uh, is my food choice. What's your own, your own My, my own brew. It's, a, it's been it's been it's it's formed and evolved over the years, but uh, but bolognese, is, yeah, it's it's been my been my special. It's it's. Um, it's, there's a couple of variations of it, but uh-huh. uh, anyone that's worked with me understands how passionate I am about spaghetti bolognese. If you want to do a podcast spaghetti I'll never come back again. Well,
1: is there some kind of secret sauce or secret ingredients <laughs> to, your to your recipe? It,
0: there is. Well, it's not really a secret, it's just about doing it all from scratch. Okay. And uh, so I make my own passata, Oh, yeah. And I use uh, a variety of meat as well veal and pork and prosciutto. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a bit of a bit of a, my own secret...
1: secret uh, That's right. I've secret, got my secret own secret well. pasta sauce recipe on my phone and uh, I might show it to you after we finish the recording and we can share notes. Sounds great, <laughs> sounds great. <I> <laughs> now, we're here today to talk about development marketing. If you can give us a bit of a background on who you are and what you've done and why we're sitting here today. Yes, well... Um, I would probably been
0: more involved in the in the in the marketing and advertising space early on, early on the piece, and, and, and I'd uh, I started working early days with, with Channel Ten. I was involved with in media sales, so selling TV space, and then I went and played sport for a period of time, and then came back and got myself in with News Corp, and I was involved in the real estate section of of uh, of news community papers. And uh, which was quite big back then. Um, localised, localised community papers held had a lot of the, the the property marketing, and and uh, and they were going fairly well at that point. Um, and I, I found myself a situation, back two thousand and seven, where where I saw a lot of a lot of media dollars moving across online. or starting to move across online, and developers were starting to talk about you know uh, what's this, what's this um, digital space and and starting to look at uh, allocating um, more revenue towards it so my, my sales director at the time tasked me with going and doing a, uh, a competitive analysis he didn't think that online was was much of a thing i suggest that we look at look at doing um community based uh using the, our community websites to, to market market pro- projects i didn't like that idea and uh, i came back with my competitive analysis and showed where all the money was going and then I handed my resignation at the same time and, and I'd taken a role over at realestate.com.au back in 2007, which was sort of very, um, the very early stages of the development business at, at REA. And what were you we doing over there? I went in as an account manager and I was working with uh, project markers and, and developers and banks and helping them use realestate.com.au as a medium to... Generate leads, create awareness of projects, um, all sorts of things. Um, push traffic through the websites, all these things that I had no idea about at the time. But now you've mastered. <laughs> well, it took us a long time to master. None of us knew what we were doing back then. Online was a was the new frontier and we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We were, we were we we had this website, we had a whole heap of traffic a lot of people coming to it, and uh, we we were literally uh, learning on the fly. We we're, were working out how to where to place ads on the site, and uh, what to write on the ads, uh, what sections of the site work best, and and then we were just monitoring it and watching watching things move. You know, for the banks, it would be let's put a calculator in this spot and see what happens. How many people use the calculator, and then then how many people. Put their details into a calculator, then they click on the calculate button, and all of that had currency. The banks, the banks were looking at, it, so they would say, "Okay, this is how long people are looking at your calculator. This is how, how many page impressions it serves, and and these how many, this is how many leads we send through." So, it would reverse engineer all of that, come up with the price that Nab had to pay for the year, and would put it down on the table and hope that they would take it, and they. They started to, you know, after a period of time, they started to accept these proposals, and, and were on the map. The banking side and developers was, was developers. We, you know, the lion's share of spend was going towards print back then. Um, so it took it took um, it took a lot of time to to uh, to teach the developers or explain to them how they, how, how this all worked, and um, and to show them the, the value and. I think back in 2007, most developers or project marketers didn't really... Th- they thought an email with someone's details was, was rubbish. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't think that was a quality lead. They wanted someone walking into their display suite uh, with a couple of brochures and having done their research, and that was a qualified lead in their mind, not not uh, not an email inquiry that came through. That was, that was worth nothing.
1: And so what would you say was the evolution of realestate.com over that time from a... I guess from a general property marketing perspective, but more specifically for developers.
0: Yeah, I think well, we're in, it's went in a couple of stages, and the first part was, was learning how, for us, how, as I said before, learning how to use online or use real estate with as, as a, in a beneficial way for the, for the developers. So that was us. That was the first part, us understanding what we were doing. Once we worked it out. It was it was it was really about ed- educating the the developers and project markers that in fact what we're sending you is qu- it is quality. These are real people mm-hmm. and you're getting them, lots of them uh, that are either hitting your own website um, and they hit your website and often was hit the website and would lose them because the website wasn't done very well. So we'd have to answer. So we started building websites, showing them how to capture the lead once we sent someone through to their website. So. Um, we had to teach them not only how to use and structure their ads on our site, but then how to manage their own backyard in terms of you know how to structure a website, what sort of, what sort of fields they should put in their forms to not scare people away, um, and uh, and really you know, just teach them how to how to how to use online, and then and, and then it came to the point where we had to teach them how to deal with these online inquiries as well. They they need they need an email back. Uh, they'd they often want maybe a floor plan or a brochure or um, and they want to be responded to within a certain period of time don't leave them on the heap because you've got all these people walking into your display. So, so there's a lot of education involved so there's yeah, learning ourselves educating the market on how to use real estate and I think that was more I think we were, we were probably the leaders in that space because Google wasn't really doing like a great deal for learning how to use search engines back then Um we were probably, the only site that was getting enough traffic, really, to be able to test and learn. So um, so once, once we, one, yeah, then it was that, that, um, that teaching part, and I think once, once the market understood um, what was going on, where the is coming from, or how to deal with them, then, then it got to the point where we started really, we started winning, and that was a good feeling, because we always knew we had a really good product there, that we had you know, a property audience, we were generating leads, and um, but we we're getting a fraction of the spend. We we're getting probably back in 2007, we would have been getting probably three or four percent of the total marketing pie, and, we were, and we we're probably back then doing sixty percent of the leads. So, then, so the, after the you know once we started winning, we, winning was when we started to turn the dial a little bit on the percentages of share that we we're getting, and um, and then things sort of took off. Everyone took online as a serious medium, serious vehicle to generate leads and sales. Um, and uh, we're able to start you know, raising raising our rates a little bit. Now, that's gone probably excessively in the, in the direction now with,
1: with uh, realestate.com.au. Uh, um. Well, I think you've <laughs> left because I've had the darts in the bag ready to start throwing at uh, realestate.com uh, <laughs> representatives who so are uh, gouging people out there now, but that's another... Another
0: discussion. There is another discussion, that one. But, uh, I, I do I do get darts thrown at me occasionally from from, from, from project markers and developers all around the country uh, based around the price rising, but I'm no longer there, so I'm not deserving of uh, being hit by I think. Sort of direct <laughs> in nice. other directions,
1: please. <laughs> and, and so you took what you learned there and escaped into the private sector? or Well, I, I actually world? went over to...
0: Asia and worked over with uh, uh, my old boss from REA. Moved over to to Malaysia and was became CEO of a company called ICAR Asia, and ICAR Asia is the sister company of, of iProperty, and uh, iProperty was is, is the network of websites based in Southeast Asia, in Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, Thailand, Hong Kong. Um, and ICAR were in Malaysia. And Thailand and Indonesia, so we work very closely together. So I spent two years there as the general of media and new cars, and then, uh, then REA bought our property, and I was sitting very close by, and I was ready to come back to Melbourne, and so I was I was thrown in as part of the deal to come back to back to REA as part of that develop, development team to help connect. The um, Australian projects with with Southeast Asian and where China as well Southeast Asian audiences and and, and more importantly uh, networks so agent groups over there that, that were you know and back two years ago that was a very big thing you know were, uh, having access to two hundred and fifty thousand agents in Southeast Asia the investment market was really hot back then as you know. Um, since dropped off the cliff because of the, the, the tightening of um, of, uh, of foreign investment in Australian property, um, but uh, so I spent two years, pretty much two years doing doing that, working with the working in between sort of Australia and Southeast Asia with uh, with the with the I Property teams, um, and then about ten months ago, decided to to, to make the move. I've known uh, I've known Jordy. And uh, Tom for a period of time, so uh, we have been speaking uh, on a regular basis and then made the decision to, to jump over to join the guys and we've, we formed AD Group, which is the, is the business. The guys started apartmentdevelopments.com.au about four or five years ago and that's grown um, over the years and, and expanded. And uh, re- more recently we started houseandlanddevelopments.com.au which is for the land... Uh, the land developers and project marketers and house and land builders. And we have uh, another company called Development ID, which is a stock and sales management tool for project marketers and developers. They help them manage the process of selling down projects through through retail or, or through um, through networks. We help connect to networks as well. We've got a couple of tools that help you showcase your project in your display suite, or in a in a show over in Asia, if you need to, to, to do that. Um, so so yeah, there's, so moved over to, to um, be a part of the business. There's a lot going on. It's exciting. Very small team, but um, but we're we we're, we're we're doing the best that we can, and we're making some making some impact, I think, and we're trying to just chip away a little bit at uh, the rivers of gold that come from REA and uh, and domain and. Uh, Make our way in in in, um, you know, in the fight
1: against the, the big guys. So what would you say then is the what differentiates you from a real estate or a domain? Yeah, well that was important
0: to establish because they have a they have they have a massive audience. You know, our REA and domain are hard to compete with, and REA in particular have have always won the consumer battle. They've always got people, they've got large volumes of people coming to their site directly and organically and, um, and that's always going to be difficult to compete with. Um, having said that they have, uh, real estate have people coming in for all sorts of reasons you know, to check out established property units house and land, townhouses uh, apartments um, so there are a variety of reasons why people are coming in. Some a lot of people come coming to real estate uh, and to come to the US for entertainment as well, not even in the market so we, we, we all knew that um, and uh, so th- I think the, the, the point of difference for, for us really is, is that we're remaining focused on a particular vertical and um, you know, we've had discussions of going into we're in at in House and Land now but it's a completely separate website we don't bring the same sorts of traffic through um, so we're focusing on, on being a vertical being good at what we, what we do um, and making sure that we are um, helping on, make, on, on, on converting those that come to our site into an inquiry, and, uh, and which, which, which has, has worked and worked really well. 10% of people that come to our site convert to a lead, which is, which is, which is a good um, statistic. Um, and the feedback that we get from our clients is that our, our conversion rate, so our quality... Is, um, is is better than, than the competition? So our conversion rates, of sales, are stronger than what what you get from real estate or domain. Um, and that's that's that, that's because the you know, the people that come to an off the plan apartment website, are usually, in the market for for um, an off the plan apartment. So they're not they're not just sort of mucking around looking for entertainment. They're actually in that space. Now we we have a certain percentage of our, of our site that comes. That uh, sort our site traffic that comes from uh, comes in organically and, and direct, but we also apply a bit of smarts and try to find finding the right type of traffic. People that are, they're in the market for an apartment in the southeast, then we'll look at ways of generating interest in that area. Uh, looking at audiences that have suggested that they're interested in apartments in, in Burwood and, and, um, and find them online bring them through the site. So we we, we can't uh, have the luxury of opening the doors and the traffic comes flying through, <coughs> we, um, we look to bring the right type of traffic through our website that converts into an inquiry. So long story short, um, the, our point of difference is we, we, we have a qual. We, we believe we've got a a, a quality, a more
1: high quality audience that converts better into sale than a real estate or a domain does. So what would you say the lessons that you have taken away from your time working with one of the big players? What <laughs> sort are of the key lessons that you've brought across and that you're really hammering home or leveraging with the new platforms? <clears throat> well, first, firstly, is, is to be empathetic to, to the industry
0: and the, and the clients you work with. So, pricing is very important. Um, and we're in a position where we can be, be a bit flexible with our pricing. We don't want to price gauge. We want to make sure that what, we, what we're doing is returning a cost efficient um, lead. And and sales. So you know, pricing and product is really important, and it takes it, it takes a um, a fair bit of thought we put into the way the type of products you roll into into your into your platform, and then and making sure that you price it correctly. Because um, we're, we're our business is is dependent on making other businesses work well, and. Uh, if we if we aren't able to do that, and developers and project marketers don't see the value in what we provide, then then, then we fall apart as a business. So that's probably one thing. Product and pricing is crucial. Getting that right um, is, is, is really is really important on our side. And I, I was involved in a lot of those discussions at REA when we're looking at new products or, or pricing, particular particular um, products that we're rolling out. And, and um, so I understand how that all works. Uh, and, and here we you know, we look very closely before we roll something out to the market, and, um, and and we make sure that we price it correctly. So that's that's important. Um, I think campaign management, understanding understanding um, you know what, how your how your campaigns are going and how they're converting to leads, how many clicks you need to get a lead, how many leads you need to get a sale. Looking at looking at projects and saying okay, and giving. Giving a developer or project market a bit of feedback as to what they can expect. Now that you can you can look, do that basically on, on averages, but, um, but but the reality is every project's very different. And if your townhouse project in in, in Kilsyth is is, um, is priced in particular, I don't know how well you market it. Um, you might not get the sales, but if it's priced the right way, then 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 you know then um then you, you're likely to get a strong conversion rate to from click to lead and then and lead to sales. So it's probably probably experience has been really important to be able to have those discussions with developers and project marks to say okay, um, uh, this is where you're sitting. We think it's going to, this campaign is going to work really well. We're going to roll this type of these this type of uh, uh, plan out for you, but. Um, but realistically you're gonna have some issues because there's there's other projects up the road that are priced, you know, two or three thousand dollars a square meter less than what you've got here, so you've got to take you got to set really set the expectations of, of some some developers and some project marketers. So so look at you know, a bit of experience, a bit of experience and understanding the market has probably helped. Um, and uh, I think yeah, product and pricing would be something that's pretty important to put across.
1: And so can you just talk me through that campaign management? So if I come to you and go Tim, I've got my project here. Um, thinking of going with you guys. How do you manage a campaign? What do you go through? What's the key points? Yeah,
0: well, the, the the most important thing is understanding the project. So, if, if someone comes to you with a with a with a, with a project, um, it is uh, it, it's you just need to get all the, all the information in you possibly can. So, the first meeting, you normally have have the client would be discovering, finding out about your townhouses, what you know, what what uh, what the the location, um, you know, the size of the of, of or the apartment or the townhouse, um, you know, what demographic you're going after, is it first home buyers? Is there an element of of of, of investor stock there that you want to try and use? Because we've got solutions for that as well. Um, uh, understand their price per square meter, and 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 get a get a feel for. For budget is important as well, and knowing how much, how much budget they've got, can they use all the tools that we've got to be able to get the best out of the campaign, uh, and how long they're wanting to be on, on market. Now, most project marketers or developers want to, be, want to be sold out first weekend, of course, that's the best case scenario, but the reality is, um, you know, it's probably going to be around for a period of time, so getting a feel for, is it going to be, six expect expecting them to be on market for six months, 12 months, two years? And, and that just gives you a bit of a feel for how you, how you spend the money that they've, that they've got from a, from a marketing point of view. So um, so that, that's the most important step. Once you understand the project, then, then you can go about you know, picking off using uh, products that we've got to put together the right sort of plan that will create awareness of your project in the area and the demographic that you're chasing and then generate leads from those that have, that have seen your advertising and and um, and not just just leads, but quality leads, because that's our point of difference. Is that um, is that our, our leads are of a, of a, of a high quality, and um, so yeah, because you can generate leads anyway. anyway, anyone can generate a lead. Um, it's just making sure that that lead is of, of good quality and that um, you know they've they've uh, they're a good chance to to qualify as a sale
1: at some point. So. Imagining the campaign goes beyond just advertising or a placement on the platform. There's other activities that you'd be doing. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into a campaign. Really, there's
0: I mean, there's a, we've got our listings on the site, and then we've got a variety of other additions that you can add a menu that you can add to uh, that you can pick pick from to um, to put together the right plan, we don't we don't have to give it to the client, and ask them to to select what they want. Um, our our guys um, are experienced enough now to say, okay, this is your project. Here's this is where it's located. This is the pricing. There, this is our specialist. We're we're the specialists in this space. This is what we recommend that you that you use to get the best result from your from your campaign with us. And that yeah, that's that's a variety of of. of um, Products on say apartment development. If, if it's an apartment development that we're talking about, and but there might also be through the discovery meeting, there might also be a discussion that we've had about helping the project market or the developer connect with some some local groups or some international investors. And um, so part of our response would be, hey, okay, if you need pre-sales to be at you know 15% before you kick the retail cam- campaign off then here are, here's a solution for that and um, and this is what it costs. We'll connect you with, with groups for our platform development ID um, and uh, and then you'll get the opportunity to sit down with networks, groups, talk about your project, tell them what the incentives are and um, and then they'll make a decision as to whether they want to take your project on and, and
1: um, look to push it through their investment channels. So is there a particular type of project that... Wouldn't be suitable. Uh, yes, there, there's. I'm guessing a two-unit development in yeah, yeah. Frankston or. Look, generally, generally, that if
0: if they're not big enough to have a marketing budget, you don't really. Well, there's no point in us having a conversation with them, really. I mean, if it's if if it's two units, um, you know, your, your local agent's going to be doing it, and. Um. Yeah, they're not, not going to come and they might go to real estate to, to you and get a basic listing there but um, it's not, not big enough really to warrant going out to, to other other publishers um, so pro, pro, generally speaking over 10 units would be something that would be would, be, would have a conversation with them about if, if they're anything under would say hey, look, go to real estate and get a get a featured property down there and um, that's probably more, more going to fit the bill for you um, so yeah, over ten um, would would be the mark. Even there's, there's even some that are over ten or bigger projects we look at and go, oh, I don't know whether we can, I don't know whether we can help you out. Um, but look, as as the passive um, business is evolving, we're we're finding other ways. If there's a certain demographic that we're not that strong in, we we're, we're now finding ways to find that demographic online. And you can do that through all sorts of um, levers. Uh, that you can pull about you know, um, getting access to particular data that you can retarget against, um, looking at databases of particular, um, you know, investment groups, um, uh, databases of particular products that might be more aligned with high end high end products. That you can tap into some you know, high end high end property. So there's different ways of getting yourself involved in different demographic demogra- demographics. Um, so. We don't turn too many away. There'll be discussions, and the expectations will be set. So, we'll be set as to where we think they're going to be from
1: a cost per lead perspective and conversion rate of sale. And so, it sounds like you're lead conversion specialists. Mm. So, you get people to the platforms, and then you work hard to convert them. Yeah. So, is that on-page functionality that? Helps to do that, or what's um, without giving away the no, secret source? No, look, it's, it's it's actually more about where you
0: go to get the audience to come through because you can't convince someone that's that's writing a hotmail uh, uh, email and um, with a, with an ad to come through and say, actually you know what I am going to buy an apartment today. It's it's not really one of those sort of decisions you make quickly, so. Um, so, yeah, we're we, we just be, we're a bit selective as to where we go to find those audiences. And we, we write a lot of content. Content's, content's huge for us now. And we're doing more and more content um, to bring traffic back into our site and write articles around around the market, particular particular regions and locations. And then, you know, people are reading that and they, then we give them a couple of options in the area. They can click through and they can check out particular listings in those areas and that tends to work really well for us from a, from, from a lead generation perspective <clears throat> and to the point now where we, we've, we've productised that. You know, we're, we're doing that just to, for our own audience' sake and now, now it's, it's probably one of our most popular products. We'll go and talk to a developer about what they're doing and say, look, um, you know, as part of your plan, you should factor in, you know, writing some content around your launch Writing some content around spruiking about the the, the fact that you sold twenty five percent the first day, whether or not it happened or not, but you can write about it, um, and uh, you know the builder's been appointed or something like that. So we give them some some, some suggestions as to for topics that they should write on. But that's been that's
1: been a big, a, a, a really popular product. Um, so, but I yeah. Think there's a- for developers out there, small and medium, I still think that content generation is a real opportunity for them, particularly around helping buyers make a buying decision mm. or to consider what they need to what they need to think about before they buy. So, if they're moving into an apartment, well, are they going to need to buy new furniture? How do you buy furniture for a, potentially a smaller residence? And, what you've been in or mm. what are the other things you need to think about before you buy an apartment mm. or if you're moving into a smaller property because the kids have left time well, what are you going to have to do you have to get rid of all your property yep. or yep. your insurance is going to be different yeah there's a real a real opportunity there to build good content on your site that just helps people make a decision yeah. yeah and look we're trying to do that we
0: try to do that through through our content our content plan whilst um, this part of it uh, is is sponsored now there's there's all that that type of of content that we that we write as well, we, we, we'd love to do more of it. We try to we try to um, to do as much as we can in that space. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and for for, for, for you know for d- smaller developers out there, I and mean, if you're wanting to find a way to bring people through to your own website, um, then that's a that's a great way of doing it. I mean, you you set yourself up with a little little account, and off you go, and and um, you you know, write about write about um, apartments in your area, yeah. and uh, pick off some key topics, push it out there on Facebook and the other platforms, and to your own database. That's an, that's one thing that, that um, I think developers and project markers don't don't focus um, too much on. That's their own database. they got to, they might call them and send them stuff occasionally, but um, you know, seeing them really vol- valuable content and um, keeping them engaged in in the market. Uh, is something that I think, you know, because the market's been so hot over the years, they they just move on, you know, a sales made or inquiry's been dealt with, uh, they move on to where the next sale's coming from and probably don't focus too much on on that that goal that they've got sitting underneath that now they might be ready to jump into the market. Um, if you provide them with the right sort of content, keep them keep them engaged and keep them um, keep them across, you know what what you're doing, and and the the opportunities that might present themselves from either investment or you know whatever it might be. But but yeah, database marketing and content to drive to your to the database is something that I think everyone's starting to look at now, but probably something that hasn't been focused on too much.
1: Well, you touched on the softening market, which is good. So. We're sitting right now. Melbourne has softened. Sydney has softened. I guess people who are listening in Perth are like, "Yeah, get <laughs> welcome to the party." <laughs> well, well, what's yeah. your uh, advice on how you respond in a in a softening market? I mean, yeah. I mean it's come off. They've been very, very strong in Sydney and Melbourne, so I guess we're back to what might be considered a more normalised market. People just have forgotten what that's actually like. That's right that's right I think that normal has been something that I, I mean, I've heard it a
0: couple of times now I was in Sydney and I spent a fair bit of time up there and they're now saying well, a couple of people that I met with were you know talking about how tough it, tough it is up there and how hard it is to get sales away and somebody was actually gone. girl used to work at the REA and she said well it seems things are actually quite normal now and I thought that was a great way of explaining it because it is fairly normal um, you know uh Things are still selling, I think, if they're priced correctly, and um, you know, there's probably there's probably going to be a period in, in Sydney where things will remain the way they are, maybe for another twelve months, and might kick off again. But you know, every market's so so different in Australia. It's almost like different countries. It's the, the markets are, 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 are polar opposites wherever where you go. Um, and, uh, and, and it, even there's sub-markets within markets, you know. Um, I, there's, talk about softening. I mean, there's some areas the market is still flying. It's all location product-based. And even three-bedroom apartments in South Bank are going all right. There's not many of them around. They get supply um, uh, and demand. But, and you know, townhouses in certain areas are going, going really strong. There's, there's, there's sort of sub-sections that are going really well. Some aren't. House and land is still going really strong in, 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 in Melbourne in Poppyland. It's softened a little bit, but but for the most part, you know they're they're still selling and leads are flying and things are going okay. Um, you know Queensland different parts of Brisbane that are you know really battling, you know, and, and 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 have been for a year or two, and probably will be for another. But then there's other parts in the other suburbs of Brisbane that are going really well on the density side sort of things. So. So there's, it's not you can't sort of look at conditions as um, yeah, as, as, as broadly as that. I not think. Say everything's softening. I think there's there's parts of the market that are softening, and that's probably there's probably reasons for that. And uh, yeah.
1: And so is the solution to that to ramp up your marketing activities? Like if you go from mm-hmm. having a, do you look at it as for the last three or four years you've only had to spend two grand on lead generation, and now you've got to spend five? per
0: that's one way you could look at it spending more to bring more in but uh, we would we would probably we would, would say look at moving your, what happens in these type, type of markets and it's when REAC hit uh, in, in the property space when a GFC hit because what happened is the suddenly marketers started to look at where the where the inquiry was coming from and and, and where their money was going. You know, the directors were going, you know, what's happening? Where, are this, where are the leads? Where are the sales? And they're going, Shit, well, um, you know, we got a, we got a thousand leads last week, last month, and they said, well, where are they coming from? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Um, where are they coming from? They're coming from our website. So how are they how are they coming to the website? And then they going oh, right. So they start doing the analysis on on where all these leads were coming from, and it wasn't coming from... We can't, they couldn't even track print back then, or it wasn't coming from radio, it wasn't coming from anywhere else, but it was coming from, it was coming from online. So then the owners of the business saying, well, get rid of all the other stuff that's not working, let's focus on on where the inquiries are coming from. And that's when the... You know, that's when the, 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 the that share of the marketing pie grew for, for, for online, um, and everyone started to focus on where the, where the leads were coming from. I probably this... We're probably coming back to a situation like that again where everyone was trying new things maybe um, there's a, there was a lot of money being spent in the network space on high commissions that they're offering to groups, that's probably changing a little bit now because the offshore markets have dropped off the cliff um, so there's, there's, uh, there's then probably now coming into the stage where well, okay, let's cut all the fat around our marketing and our sales and marketing expenses and let's focus on, on what, we, what, we, what we can do here in terms of generating leads and sales um, so yeah, so to some to a certain degree, we'll go and say, okay, well, um, pull money from somewhere else, and put it in with us. You know, we're, we're generating quality leads for you, so that's what you want. You want quality leads that convert to sales. So we'll, we'll be we we'll be ramping up um, that sort of that those sorts of conversations in, in, in the market. Um, uh, but you know, there's a lot of discussions that you have out there that that with clients or or, or projects that you, that. You know, it's going to be it's going to be hard work getting getting them over the line. You know, the, the cost per lead, yes, is going to go it's going to go up. The cost per sale is going to go up. Um, but that, I think that all sort of a lot of that comes back to the pricing again of of, of particular um, projects. They might have bought the site too high, got to price the units at a higher rate, and there might be others out there that are that are that are, that are priced lower and. The buyer's got choice now, so it's going to be harder to find someone that's going to, to buy their project that's probably a little
1: bit overpriced. So. And so then with the platform, is there some particular functionality or must-haves that you've put on there that you find convert really well? With apartment developments?
0: Yep. yep, yep. So... Um, yeah, this, we we heat map the, the all the pages. We look where people are going and what they're doing and what they interact with, and so we're constantly rolling out new touch points around the site and measuring that and trying to improve our conversion rate. It's all it's all percentages for us. Conversion rate: how many people are coming to site? How many people convert to a lead? Um, how many people read an article then convert to a lead? Then we go to people go to the project details page and convert to a lead. Um, what do they do? What, what's the What do they do before they generate a lead? Do they read an article? Do they download a brochure? Um, you know, all these sorts, all these little touch points around the site are important in getting someone to to get to a point where they're going to generate a lead. And you know, um, you know, people that are starting off starting off in the journey of looking to buy an apartment need different things to read. You know, they might want to read about a market report or what's going on in the off plan space and um, they might want to read a suburb report. Um, so they'll consume different types of content, so it's important to make sure you've got that well represented. Um, then you've got people that are, that are ready to buy now and they want, to, they want a floor plan. Um, they want to know how much how much they, um, they need to borrow um, and they, they're more at the pointy end so we'd have to make sure we've got uh, that... Sort of information there for them, so yeah, it's about having having the right um, the right content on the site for consumers to consume, so that they're comfortable enough, um, you know, to generate that inquiry at the end.
1: So, are there essential items that you have to have to have on the site? I mean, floor plans, Yes. Yeah, well, calculators. Well, what about video? Uh, pr-
0: Pricing is important as well. One one of the things it's and we don't all, we don't have it with all of our projects on site, but generally, what happens is that you haven't got your project priced. People scroll past it. They don't know. They don't. Then that you need to have a, a pricing against your, your your apartment. So pricing is important. So to have your apartments from five ninety nine is, is is really important to, to, to get the interest. Um, Where we're, we're rolling out a new version of apartment developments coming soon. There'll be a couple of additional um, uh, elements to it. Uh, downloadable brochures are important to have. So if you if you, for, for anyone out there that has a their own website and they've got you know traffic coming through um, you know it's important to to have all the information clearly spelled out on your homepage to start with Down, you know some, some content they consume a downloadable brochure that they can take away but make sure that you've if they're downloading that brochure they're giving you something in return so an email or a phone number so that you can have a conversation with them um, uh, and yeah, finance the calculators are important as well and you can even do that as a project marker, as a developer and find out how much you need to um, borrow and that's a really important topic to understand now because finance is a real challenge and, and a lot of people out there are getting knocked back on, on buying off the plan because they, they can't get a loan. So understanding the situation um, on that front is pretty important as well. So you, you want to have something like that on your website if you're looking to keep people there on your site and convert them into a lead
1: So, what I mean you've touched on off the plan which is a nice segue into what's different about selling off the plan than what you consider to be different than regular standalone existing properties or a completed project yeah
0: Um, well with with an established property you you walk in there and you see it and you can be uh, you can get emotionally attached to it um, based on how it looks, the suburb that it's in and, and all those sorts of things that it, you can touch and feel and, and uh, you can experience it whereas off the plan you're selling an idea of, of, of what this thing is going to look like and um, uh, you know, you've know you got to as, a, as a, on the consumer side you've got to believe that this is actually going to be what it looks like so the renders are really important to get right and accurate um, you know, you've know got to have a, you know, as, a, as a consumer you want to know that the, that the architect's a, um, a good operator the builder's got plenty of cash in the bank um, and, uh, and these things are going to be built on time so, so that you've, you've got to be able to visualise the product that they're going, to, they're going to buy for a pretty hefty price most, most of the time um, and you've got to make them comfortable that the people that are involved in the development are of high quality and they're going to do what they say they're going to do and they're going to deliver it in the way that, that they've presented it to you um, in in the time that they've said they're going to do it, so uh, yeah, look, it's challenging for for, for um developers and project markers out there to get that right and uh, get all the right material in place, material in place. You just got to make sure you got all the content there and really smart renders and um and that that uh, if you're a developer that you're working you know, with. You know, architects and builders to to ensure that um, you know they they bring that trust factor as to the table as well makes it a little bit easier to uh, to convert to a sale,
1: which is where I think some of the content marketing side comes in around helping to build trust. If you can sort of chip away at that a little bit by like mm-hmm. showing that you're helpful and trustworthy, I think yeah. that goes some way towards warming up people to yeah, absolutely, you. Mm-hmm. and then. I mean, with your comparative analysis, you must look at lots of different projects and other platforms. What are the things that you see that you think could be done better? <sighs> I was going to use the word mistakes, but sort of avoiding that. Um, the, I mean, you see other things in you, but we do it differently to that other publishers that we or developers or project developers marketing. with their project <coughs> marketing yeah. things you see on other sites or where, where yeah. you go look those guys are probably taking a direction that's not going to work for them
0: yeah well um I think some websites have over complicated things a little bit in the way that they go about um giving information <clears throat> um it, it, you, you want as a consumer, you want to keep things fairly clean and simple. Um, there's all these comparative comparison sites out there where you grab a house and land and you can match it up here with your lot, and, and, and there's, a, there's just a lot going on. And, and, and I've been in the industry for ten years, now and, and, and I understand the space. Um, and I even find that a little bit a little bit confusing um, in some of the some of those sites out there that do that, but. Um, I, I, we, we keep it very simple. We've got a clean-looking site. Um, we have we, what we think is the right content and information that a consumer would want to want to read about. Um, we make sure that it, you know, the pages are well, well mapped out. There's not too many ads running around and flicking like a pinball machine. Um, and, uh, and 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 we keep keep it clean, keep the information real, and, and um, you know the. the The project page, the project page, to the talking um, about the project. So uh, we we try to keep, we simplify things from a publisher point of view, and um, and try to make it make it clear and easy to read for 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 a punter. So I think that's not not that anyone's doing that too badly out there, but I think there's there's an element of that that we see on other publishers' sites. So that's what we do. Um, A part of the market that I think could be um improved would, would is, is the lead nurturing part and I think we touched on a little bit earlier and all these all these and, and it's been a it's been a thing for for a long time, you know, since we started since I started REA I was you know, explaining to um, the you know the market how important online leads are and, and how and how you should deal with them. We used to run training courses, you know, we'd get people come, we'd get facilitators to come in and uh they do a lot of mystery shopping and on our clients and and um and they'd come in and, and sort of and go through these two day workshops and how to deal with an online inquiry and uh, what you know what sort of information they need you know what's the best time to call them back and all this, all these sorts of things to so try and try and try and train our, our clients on how to best um best best deal with their with their leads and um uh, and some have done it really well, but I think there's a, the, the market, the consumers change so much over time that they, people want different, want to be contacted differently, they want different sorts of content, um, that some people don't want to speak to anyone anymore, kids, you know, today would prefer to, you know, to be text messaged or something like that, or, or, um, or, or being, you know, be sent, sent something to consume rather than having to have that face-to-face conversation. Um, I have so, that same
1: conversation with my wife sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no talking. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh,
0: that's, the, a, a, that, that's that, look, it's a, it's, and it's, yeah, so that's something I think that everyone understands now is that, is that lead nurturing program that probably needs to be, um, that the, the individual developers and project markets are looking at, um, uh, you know, how do you communicate with the, the people that are coming in, but in the best way to ensure, that you're going to get the, get the right result. And if someone inquires, they might be, at the start of their journey, They might, be, they might you might not have six months to go before they buy, um, or they inquire and they're ready to buy tomorrow. So how do, you, how do you deal with them and what sort of content do you provide them and how do you nurture, them at that, how do you nurture that person and inquire that got, you've got six months to go before they convert to a sale? So how, what, what do you do? Um, what touch points do they need to, you know, either accelerate that the, 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 the selling um, process? Or how do we just keep them engaged along the way so that when they are ready to drop, we're, we're there in front and square and we, we pick up
1: the sale. And so what would you say is the way of standing out in a competitive market? Well,
0: getting your price right at the moment is the most important thing. It doesn't matter how... how how much cut through you, you can get on, from a marketing point of view? If your if you, your pricing is out, then you're going to have some troubles at the moment, and uh, that's because there's other there's other um, alternatives. It, but we buying off the plan now. There's no incentive to buy off the plan. You're competing against established property, yeah. um, so. The, you, you, so there's so there's other options there's, there's options so I, I, the, the most important thing right now is is, is, pr- is pricing and leading with the price if your price is right then the, there's still market there for it um, pricing and product get the pricing product right in the right location then you're, and you're away um, if you've got that right then it's about using the right platforms to amplify your, your, your message and, and, and making sure that you're using yeah, something like apartmentdevelopments dot com. you or house and dot come to um, to generate your inquiry. But um, that all of that stuff comes and is made a lot easier by um, you know those early that early planning stage of, of making sure that you you have done your research and you understand uh, what the market wants in that uh, area and at what price.
1: Alright. So You've been around the industry for a while. What things have you seen change, and what things have stayed the same? And perhaps what things have stayed the same that should have changed? Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's not a Donald Bronsford kind of <laughs> question. Um, well, the
0: the, the the online space has been the biggest change in my areas. I'm, I'm sort of in, in, in marketing and advertising, so uh, the changes in in, in uh, the percentage of share that online gets compared to what it did back when I started has been probably the biggest shift. Um, there's, there's there's other players out there now. I think back then it was really real estate and domain. Um, so there's other publishers out there that, that are that are making an impact. Um, you know, there, there's been massive swings in in um, you know a focus on retail to focus on wholesale. So. You now, for, for, for a period of time, there probably seventy percent of sales were going offshore or going into international you know, international networks. Thirty percent were, you know, would see on, on market that that were advertised on, on an apartment development. So, a real estate comes in. Um, now that shifted again. There's another bit, been another big shift to to having to. Uh, build or, or develop product that, that's in line with what the local market wants so everything's now shifted back into retail so everyone's having to sharpen off on their sales skills again because for, for, for a long period of time bulk of these sales were just going through accountants and financial planners and there was no real sales for, you know, um, uh, uh, quality required um, it was more just packages up and send it out and put some incentives on it and away it went
1: um, I think there's some real estate agents out there at the moment uh, finding that out as well. Tim um, having to actually sell real yeah, estate. Now. Yeah, well, that's
0: right. And it's funny we had I had a comment from one of our one of one of the better agents in the off plane space, you know, I think in Australia, and he said, "It's funny," he said, You're, "You said uh, your your leads actually work." I said, well, "Of course they do." I thought, you know, we wouldn't have sold you a lemon here. Um, yeah, you know, they they do work. They they convert to sale. He said, "He said, but the the, the thing is, they they actually it, it's the third phone call that I make where I start to make some progress." Um, he said, oh, "You know, I sort of our sort of, team's to, to sort of make a couple of calls and if they don't convert. Then we throw them on the heap. So the third call, you know, we we start to make a bit of progress. Well, you know, it's one more call we need to make to get you know a sale, which is probably worth a fair bit of money to you. So. I would, I would suggest three calls would be a minimum um, <laughs> how hard is it really
1: so really yeah, like a lot to sell on a half a <laughs> or right, property
0: or a half a year property picking up a couple of a on that's not a bad payday so so yeah I mean there's a lot of great agents out there and uh, um, but yeah there's, there's been there's been some changes in, in where those sales go over the years and that's probably been one that sort of fluctuated a lot Um Developers and project managers spend a lot of time going over to Southeast Asia and China and, and building relationships and connecting with groups, which is still if oh, that should come back at some point, or well, most likely will. Uh, maybe not the, as, to, to the degree that it was you know, a few years ago, but um, but there was a lot of effort put into building those relationships. Now the market shifted, and there's a lot of effort in in uh, building sales teams to deal with local inquiries. Um, if they choose to stay in the market and some product, some developers are moving on and going other other places because it's probably not as welcoming an environment to be in at the moment. Um, so, off they go. What about things that haven't thing. changed? Things that haven't changed? Um, our pricing's been pretty consistent for a while now. It hasn't changed.
1: That's all we have yeah, we'll start yeah. real estate <laughs> <laughs> what hasn't changed? Um, Maybe they can look at their pricing with the uh, change in the market conditions to yeah, anyone that's listening. From
0: yeah, a real, that's, right, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It hasn't a price is that hasn't changed. Uh, the price increases is something hasn't changed.
1: They're always going to be. It's going to be something. Um, it's in end. But um, we've got, you're still doing good projects you know, in well located areas. Uh, Price well. Yeah. that's always gonna that go still, well. They'll still go alright, they might just not sell out in one weekend or that's right. three months it might that's take
0: right. six to nine months. Yeah. yeah. And I think once the price of sites come back, I mean pr- price of sites have been have been a major issue because people are getting in, buying it with slim margins, construction prices then go up, um, and the market, you know, sees a little bit of bit of a bit of a dip, um, you know, that's you know, that you, you can find yourself in, in you know any sort of challenging situation if that's the case. But as sites prices go down a little bit, and that's going to happen in the next six six to twelve months, prices sites go down a little bit. Um, Construction is probably going to continue to go up, but um, but yeah, I think the um, you know once yeah if, the, if that if that it's, a, it's really all in the buyer really of the site as to what you can do with the with your project, um, and if you buy. It, Buy it at the right price, and you can get away with not being too greedy, and, and um, pricing it the right way, pricing your units the right way. Then, then you're still going to do fine.
1: All right. So, what's your top tip for developers out there who are looking to take their business to the next level? Top tip uh, would be to. Get some systems in place
0: to measure where, from a marketing and advertising point of view, measure measure where what's working for you. Now that might just be, as we, you mentioned before, Justin, writing some articles and bringing some people through to your site, and and uh, measuring how many people read your article, how many people then submit their details or download a brochure. Um, making sure that you that you've you've got systems in place to be your analytics or someone that's working on you on your website to to ensure you know what, what people are doing when they come into your shop, basically. You, if you're running a shop, you're watching closely what people are looking for and where they're going. If they keep walking into a wall, then you need to understand that and um, either put a door there and take them into a different section, a different room to show them what you've got. So measuring measuring, your, your, um, uh, measuring you know, where, you, where the value's coming from, from, from an audience point of view is really important. And, uh, and and yeah, knowing where your, where your sales are coming from, um, that's the most important thing when you when you're developing is getting your sales away. Um, so so knowing knowing where those sales are coming from. But I always would go will go back to the, the biggest tip would the pricing right at the start because no matter how good you are at marketing, you're not going to get you're not going to get your project away if it's overpriced.
1: I wanted to ask about whether you think Google and Facebook will move into property. Well, they tried to, didn't they? Why don't they try to? Facebook is not it. one to kind of quit easily. Yeah, Google did yeah.
0: try to back in 2008, I reckon. They came in and said that they were they were, they were going to have a crack at the, the real estate space. But I think that they... They'd well, I don't, I'm not sure the reasons why they pulled out. To be to, to be honest, but um, I know it was a big thing at REA when 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 they did suggest that they were they were moving into the into the property space. And um, we were on a conference. It was about a week before a conference, our global, you know, global conference, and um, then news came out that Google was coming hitting the property space. So the, the dynamic of the conference completely changed from, from what, what was originally planned to. How do we defend against um, a player like Goodwill coming into the market and trying to take trying to take our share? So, um, but that didn't that didn't didn't really eventuate. Whether they didn't give it all that they could have, I don't know. And they're, maybe they maybe they did their tolling and had a look at it, and they've got learnings, and they're coming back at some point. Don't know. Um, but uh, but that would be you know that that they have they've got the intel to do it. They've got you know most. Developers use Google Analytics, <laughs> so most publishers use Google Analytics. Most publishers use DSP, which is a Google Ad Server. Um, most accountants use some form of, you know, there's, there'll be a Google tag there somewhere. So they all, so Google knows more about our business than we know about. We know it. They don't have. They don't know how many. They don't know how much it costs. To drive a, a one person through our website and convert to the lead and then because the developer's got Google Analytics the links on his website they know what it costs for a sale so they yeah they, they, they could go and, go and do a lot of damage not only in, in the property space they could do it in any industry they want because of that fact because they have their tags and their analytics on every you know on, on most websites in um, in the world now um, some publishers are really, really paranoid about that, and they, they've moved away from using Google for as an ad server. Moved away from using using as their analytics platform because they, because they're concerned about what you say about, about you know what if they do come into the market and they and they um, they want to take over everything. Um, I mean, how do you how do you um, defend against that if you're using all their tools? So, Facebook. Facebook have, have also moved into that space as well. They've got marketplace, so you can go. On, I think you can go and search properly on Facebook now. So uh, that they're already, they're already there again. Uh, if they you know if they wanted to aggressively move into that space, then they've got a pretty powerful little environment there to do so. they have got people exchanging all sorts of information. You know a lot about them. Um, you know it's really it's 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 fairly. Um, uh, there's, there's an easy way of targeting, you know, for Facebook, we use it as, as 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 marketers to to find audience as well, and, and we have you know Facebook extension that we do, and uh, which targets people that leave our site and go to go to Facebook, we bring them back. Um, we know that works well for lead conversion, not as not a great quality of lead uh, of Facebook, but um, compared to other other areas, but. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty powerful network, obviously, we all know that and uh, it's the, the amount of data that they hold there is is something that can be used against us at some point.
1: <laughs> just off there, you've briefly touched on that you've got your own project that you're running, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, just a small small uh, project in Glen Iris, uh, a couple of townhouses and uh, you know, townhouses are, as we spoke about before, townhouses are, I think townhouses are the product of the future for, for um, uh, particularly for the little ring and the outer suburbs. This price of the price of blocks have gotten so high in the in the outer suburbs, um, and they're big blocks and with small houses on it. So if a kid comes in and buys this block for a million bucks, well, they're going to be fairly limited by by the mortgages that they're mortgage stressed they're under, and they have then got to live in the. Uh, a little 1930s built built home that is is not designed that they want, the way that they want to live. So I think townhouses have a have a have a, have a long way to go in the outer ring and and you know creating more housing for, for people, more affordable housing um, in the in the in the suburbs. So um, and housing that people want to live in, designed the way they. The, that the families function nowadays, so rather than having to cram themselves into this really ridiculously expensive uh, block that they bought and not being able to renovate, it costs four hundred grand to renovate it. So townhouses, I think, have got a lot, a, a lot of a lot of room to move. though with the product of choice, I think, for the next 15, 20 years. Um, and uh, my little project is just to, is actually more 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 um, geared towards. In, in, in Glen Iris and, um, and sort of more, more, more high, higher-end type townhouse. And I think there's a market there for it. There's plenty of our, um, you know, plenty of baby boomers that are selling their blocks at crazy prices, um, going on exotic holidays and buying expensive property. So we're sort of going after that market.
1: And um, how have you found the process of you- doing? Had any uh, lessons you've learnt? Some yes.
0: challenges along the way? Yes, a lot of lessons learnt. Uh, wasted a bit of money, and I have um, I've actually come back to dealing with with a company called Inform. And I've, they're, they're, they've been fantastic. I've been, been really um, really happy with the dealings we've had with them, and they're, they're, you know, they do help you with the design, and then and, um, and and they do the build for you as well. So. Um, they've been great. They've got a project market manager there that sort of holds your hand along the way, which is probably something that I didn't think I needed. Uh, Justin, uh, early on in the piece, but um, but yeah, we made made a few mistakes and learnt from them, which is all part of the fun. As you probably know, and <laughs> the unfortunate part of being
1: a developer is that you paid correct. for the learning of the mistakes. <laughs> other people also benefit from.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. When when other people benefit from your mistakes, that really that really hurts. <laughs> So, and that's been the case but in some areas, but... Um, so of, have you got a permit? You're selling? No, not yet. Not ah. yet. No, we're, we're not. We're, we're just responding to... a fun part. We're responding to 18 RFIs that came through um, off the original application. So we're addressing them at the moment. Oh, yeah,
1: it's Shaking right. things. I mean, getting permits way. and dealing with councils a I- a series of podcast discussions <laughs> <laughs> Well I wish you well now hope, I uh, hope it works out, I hope you get your permit thank you, I'm still struggling to get my permits like, as well, good luck with yours <laughs> <laughs> um, last, second last question if you can have dinner with any three people alive or dead, who would they be and why?
0: I have been asked this before and, and uh, well it would have to be two of my two grandfathers that i I didn't get a chance to meet so i'd like to um if i could have them back and and sit down and have dinner with them then that would be that would be my first choice to talk to them ask them about about um uh, their lives and and uh and what it was like to live back in back in that era the both, both of them went to the both of them um were around in their wartime, and um, one of my grandfathers went, was overseas in, the, in 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 the uh, in World War Two. So, um, so that that they would be my first choice. Um, I would like to have a beer with Ned Kelly as well. And at some stage, I would have thought that would be pretty entertaining. Um, find out you know, his side of the story. And he's I grew up in Central Victoria, so he sort of he's he used to roam around our our. Uh, our area um, and
1: uh, I thought it would be an interesting bloke to have a beer with. no doubt <laughs> alright Tim if people uh, want to find out more about you or about the platforms that you work with where should they go go
0: to um, they could give us a call or they could uh, go to apartment com or house and land developments com and there's, um, there's a contact us form there um, otherwise you can find us um, we have a, an ad group corporate page which which is um, which is out there so check that out otherwise um, find me on LinkedIn
1: and 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 send me a message and um, yeah that's
0: how, that's where you
1: we'll where get me well Tim it's been awesome talking today about developments and marketing we really appreciate your time and your insights
0: Pleasure, Justin. Thanks for for your time. Good luck with the uh, projects. Thanks. See you later. Cheers.
1: Okay, there you go. A good chat on how digital marketing is helping to reshape off the plan selling. I found it amusing when Tim recalled how in 2007 an email address was considered worthless as a lead to a developer. How things have changed. Here are a couple of lessons I took from our conversation. One product and pricing is still very important. Despite all the advances in digital marketing and the various platforms that have sprung up, getting your product and pricing right is still critical to the sale of an off-the-plan property, and this is amplified in a softening market, so pay close attention to what you are proposing and how much it is going to cost the buyer. Two, producing content is a great way to help buyers. I am a strong believer in producing content and marketing materials that helps people make a buying decision. If you can help educate people on what they need to consider before they buy a property, that might be helpful and build trust. There is a mountain of content that you can produce to help people, from the type of furniture they may need in their new apartment, or how an owner's corporation works, or the story about how you chose the site for the project. You can also produce content about the people on your project team, the designers, builder, interior designers, etc., and sketch out the details of what you're trying to do. Just keep in mind that focusing on the needs of your potential buyers will produce more relevant content rather than just publishing stuff that's all about you. Three, nurture and measure your leads. Tim mentioned that lead nurturing is very important and that paying attention to people is key to converting the lead into a sale. Tim highlighted the importance of measuring your efforts to understand where your audience is coming from and what they are interested in. And don't forget, if you have past buyers or an existing database, you can leverage your relationship with them. Maybe they have family or friends who may be interested in what you're doing. In fact, I am going to do just that on my next project with people who purchased in my last project. I'm going to let them know early on that we have something coming to market, so if there is any interest, we can get the conversation going. As they already have some experience dealing with me, they may feel more comfortable dealing with me again or potentially referring family or friends to have a discussion with me. If you enjoyed that marketing chat with Tim, then check out my previous discussion with project marketer extraordinaire, Ben Buxton, about how to sell out your next development project. Ben had some great tips, including this. Great campaigns are like a trail of cookies. So each time you get to a cookie, the
0: cookie should get bigger Every time we go along, I'm not talking web cookies, I'm talking actual cookies. Um, and the problem is, I think, when people don't do it right, they'll put a big cookie in front of the audience and at the start and the audience will fundamentally get indigestion.
1: So to find out more about the best type of cookies to use in your marketing, go back and take a listen to Episode 8. Okay, that's just about it for this episode. Don't forget to email me, justin at propertydeveloperpodcast.com if you are interested in learning how to develop property. And you can catch me on Facebook and Instagram for my latest picks, videos, and developing news. For all the past episodes of the show, head to www.propertydeveloperpodcast.com. So until next time, may you nurture all your leads to a conversion. You've been listening to the Property Developer Podcast. Tune in next time for more tips, ideas, and inspiration to take your developing to the next level. For more developing love, make sure to visit propertydeveloperpodcast.com.